What? Wrestling. Welcome to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. We are here to podcast about anything and everything Star Wars with you. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleDrickinson.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at r-a-b-r-k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n-dot-u-s. And now, it's time to talk Star Wars. John Johansson, and this is Andrew Scott Sutton. Say hello. Hello. Oh, that wasn't Andrew. Hello. Who's that? Is he a teenager? Ah, uh, no, all right. He's 18. Oh, no, he's not yet. He's 18. I don't believe you. Yeah, he's 18. No, he's not an adult until he's 21. Oh. Okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell him that. Yeah, do that. Uh, all right, so let's uh, start off here. So today we're reviewing Star Wars Andor Episode 11. Uh, one, one before the final. Um, and it's called Daughter, Daughters of Ferrix. Uh, so we're going to review that, um, talk about some non-existent feedback, and, uh, you know, Recap and do our question of the week and all that stuff. I'm gonna play this uh, real short. Sure, I thought I, I thought you get feedback with you just doing it alone. Yep, take my lots ugly mug out of it. I get lots of feedback. Spoiler alert! Danger. Yeah, danger. So we're uh, spoiling you. You. Uh, should not listen to this if you're looking to yeah. avoid spoilers. Go away. Right? Yeah, go yeah. away. Uh, so, again, um, this is uh, Season 1 of Andor, Episode 11, Daughters of Ferrix. Uh, the episode aired on November 16th, 2022, and, ran, and the episode was 46 minutes long. So, um, it's, uh, it's, got, it's time to... Grab your favorite beverage, pull up a chair, and join us in the Rebel Alliance briefing room. Yeah. So uh, the episode starts out. Um, we're in Ar- Mar- Markina Five, and uh, we see uh, Cassian and uh, this guy named yeah. Melishi hanging off a cliff. Oh, that's grab- name, okay. Yeah, Melishi. And the only way that we know his name, I mean, they didn't say it in the in a previous episode or whatever, but he's also in Rogue One, so just remember that. This guy is one of the uh, guys that goes to, um, uh, you know, that planet that they blow up in Rogue One. Anyway, uh, so... What's his name? Yep. Yeah. So they're grabbing onto the cliff, and the guy's complaining. He says, I can't hold on any longer. Do you hear me? Andor's like, I hear you, I hear you. Do you hear me? I hear you. Do you hear? I, 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 and then, um, he it's keeps saying that I think. He says, I think they're gone. I think they're gone now. I think they're leaving. And the guy says, You said that already. I think they're gone now. So they they go back and forth the same dialogue, and then finally the uh, ship leaves, and uh, you know, we see them kind of struggling, you know, still hanging on, and we immediately go to Ferrix. Where we find out that Marva has died. Uh oh. And uh That's a sad moment. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, we need a moment, moment of, silence. of silence. Moment of silence? Okay. All right, that's good. All right. 
Yeah, good. So, so we see uh, Brasso uh, talking to uh, B2MO, uh, you know, kind of trying to get him to understand that she's dead. She's not coming back. And uh, the, the droid kind of understands, but not really. He's not, doesn't quite understand that concept. And uh, there's a lady there named Je- Jezzy, um, who is uh, part of the Daughters of Ferrix. Basically a group of women that, uh, you know, when, when someone's in need, um, they take care of, uh, you know, those needs, you know, kind of a, you know, charity type of thing. Um, so they take uh, Marva outside and um, we see uh, uh, B2, you know, kind of looking out the window, watching as, as they're taking the, the body off with a, you know, big... Uh, ceremonial kind of looking thing and we notice a uh imperial spy across the street i guess in a bar or a coffee shop or something like that yeah yeah he's over there uh and he he's he's reporting he he has a radio he reports to his guys says okay i want coverage on both back and front and blah blah blah, and we got to make sure we got all the our ducks in a row and blah 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 and follow the follow the corpse Ah." And then um, Cinta walks in because she's uh, she's now employed at the bar at the coffee bar or whatever. She brings in some new cups or whatever she's cleaning and putting up on the thing, and and we kind of see her do that. And uh, the two of them have a tiny little you know small talk chat, and that's about it there. And uh, yep, that's what we see. And then. Um, we go back to uh, a Narkia, Narkini, whatever that that uh, planet that's got the prison on it, and Andor and Malishi are are now uh, you know not off the cliff; they're on the hills area with their sand on the hills. I guess that's kind of weird, but um, they're watching uh, a group of natives, local people to the to the planet. Um, and they see that they have a quad jumper uh, craft that they can possibly steal and, and get off the planet with. Um, so they uh, make their way down to these guys, and uh, Malishi is is desperate, so he he begins to run um, yeah. towards it, and uh, some sort of uh, slimy web trap thing catches them. It, it, it detects that there's uh, intruders and. In, in, Throws a thing at them and captures them, right? So they're in these uh, these uh, slimy web-looking things, and they're begging yeah, for their yeah. lives. Don't kill us! No, no, no. Enjoyed it so much. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, don't, don't kill us! No, no, no. We're we're from the prison. We're not, we're not uh, stealing anything or whatever. We're we're trying to escape, um, and so on and so on. And these guys uh, are are pretty big, uh, weird-looking guys, and they're uh, discussing it between each other. You know, it seems like their language is kind of uh, childlike uh, type of language and stuff. There's a lot of burping going on and such. And oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> and uh, one of them decides. It looks like the one guy. He doesn't have arms. He's got like these huge mechanical things he's got on there, and he yeah. he has a knife that comes out, and he uh, releases them from the uh, from the webbing, right? And uh, and decides that uh, they'll uh, take them where they want to go. And, uh, yeah, I got ahead of myself. But um, we, we go back to, uh, to uh, ISB headquarters. Mm-hmm. And we see uh, Captain Tigo is, tells uh, Miro that Marva is dead. And, you know, he wants, uh, he wants some assurances and some, you know, he wants to make a deal or something like that. Um, and uh, he is uh, told by Miro that they want them to have the funeral because um, they want to be able to hopefully trap Andor because they think he's going to come back yeah. to the funeral. So she tells him that, um, you know, we want you to to allow the permit but restrict a bunch of things so that the crowd's not that big and so on and so on 
Um, and the, uh, the one of the, the ISB guys explains the Ferrex custom where they cremate a person and then they mix them with cement. They mix the ashes with cement and yeah. uh, form a brick. And then they put a brick on a wall somewhere uh, in town. So they uh, they they uh, live out their rest of their life as a brick. Wow, reincarnated for a brick. Yeah. Hey, that's like that's like all Pink Floyd. Exactly. Another brick, brick on the wall. wall. Exactly. Exactly. Uh And uh, so, so the uh, back on uh, Marquia Five, the uh, the uh, two uh, natives or whatever they're talking about how um, uh, there's a th there's a thousand credits on each one of them for a bounty if they get captured, mm -hmm. um, and they're they're trying to decide if they want to uh, to do that, and they're talking about how uh, the planet's waters are are. Are killing the squigglies, which I assume is fish, um, and uh, and or in them tell tell them it's the empire, and and uh, you know of course the Narcians agree, and um, they want to collect the bounty, but they're uh, sympathetic uh, because the empire is destroying everything, so they they're gonna let them escape with them, and like I said, uh, take off uh, somewhere. So they uh, they go for. Niamos, which is that planet that Andor got captured on, the the resort kind of you know yeah beach planet. That's where they, mm -hmm. that's where he wants to go. Um, and uh, let's see. So we get um, back on Coruscant. Um, we see uh, uh, Val go to Lutheran's uh, you know uh, shop. And she's standing out there. They're closed, but she's standing out there hoping that someone will notice her and let her in. And the assistant, uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Keela, lets her in. And, um, you know, Keela's not very happy that Val's there because that's not mm -hmm. proper protocol. You know, they're supposed to be uh, keeping apart and, uh, you know, not associating with each other. Um, and Val says she's leaving Coruscant tomorrow. And that she has to bring, she has some news for um, Luthen. Um, and of course, it's about uh, Andor's mother dying, and that uh, there's going to be a funeral. And you know, the rumor is is Andor's going to show up for the funeral, right? Yep. So back on Ferrix, uh, they, they they sit there and they walk around the sh the shop talking in code. Yeah, they they. they Kind of talking code a little bit. Yeah. So just in case somebody was listening, um, so we so we go back on Ferrix and um, Senta and that ISB uh, spy see Brasso coming back into the uh, you know Marvis apartment or whatever you want to call it, and he's uh, talking to B two again. Um, And you know they, he doesn't want to leave, right? He he thinks that she's still going to come back. He says, "I'm I'm waiting for Marva." Is what kind of what he said. Um, and uh, Brasso insists the droid come along as part of the family for the funeral. Uh, the 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 ISB guy calls him uh, calls somebody the the big target. Which is yeah. probably and and or and they're, they're they're thinking that he's gonna um, arrive as soon as possible, um, and then we switch to uh, Bix being interrogated. Um, uh, they they take her to a room. She's like standing there in her uh, little room she's in, kind of staring at a pole or whatever, uh, you know, a pillar in the room, and uh, they take her out to interrogate her some more, and. Uh, this guy's name's uh, Corey, and, and Tigo's the other guy that's there. And they question her about An Anton Krieger, uh, the guy that we heard about in the previous episode that um, Luthen's basically going to sacrifice because the uh, 
the ISB is uh, that's the ship that they disabled and uh, allowed to be captured or something like that. Um, and uh, they ask if this Krieger guy is the one who uh, she introduced to, to Andor, Cassian Andor. Um, and she uh, she she gets warned that if she doesn't cooperate, uh, Doctor Gorsh is coming back again. Um, and uh, Bix uh, Bix is silent, but she begins to cry. Basically, right? She's she's crying because she knows they're gonna. She doesn't have anything to say, so she knows that they're gonna torture her again. Um, then we go back to uh, the. Candelarian Embassy uh, on Coruscant and Mothma and Val. This is interesting. Yeah, what they're the watching what Leah. The hell, what the hell class is that? Or what? What they? It's do? a. It's a. a I, it, no, it's it's a kind of a club, yes. But it, remember, um, I think you did this too when you were younger. But remember, uh, catechism in, in at church. Or when you had to learn, uh, yeah. before you could actually participate in services, you had to learn some stuff. Yeah. I think this is something like that, but it, they call it a courtship ritual. So they're, mm -hmm. uh, they're, she's getting ready you know, to start dating, basically, is what this is. And this is a, a club that's uh, you know, supposed to help out with that. And, you know, I, maybe, think uh, are, I, think our, I think our moms are in your side who she could. <laughs> You know, yeah, I think she's gonna. They're gonna, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's usually according to the Chandelorian, Chandelarian custom. You know, marriages are arranged most of most of the time. So, um, so they're they're chanting this vow of courtship and ritual. Uh, they're dressed in blue, and and there's an elder there that is uh, helping with the ceremony. Um, and I don't know if we ever saw the elder. I just saw a bunch of girls. I didn't see a, an elder. A bunch of girls walk out in a line. Yeah, Mothma tells Val that Lita is is supportive of the custom, which Val considers archaic and old. Um, and Mothma kind of says the same thing, but um, you know, if Lita's down with it, then she she can't really stop her. Uh, mostly because her husband is also kind of supportive of it. He kind of likes their traditions or whatever. So, um, and Mothma so says question, to my question yeah. is: is her is her husband the one that had the money? And is that why she's trying to get the money back because he's going to find find it missing? No, 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 I don't think so. Um, I think the money is writing her coattails. Yes, yes. That's he's just writing the coattails. He's he's out for the glory, right? All right. Um, I think it's I think it's her family's fortune. Um, okay. He might have had some fortune, um, but I think she was she had more. Um, you know, because she had to ha had to have money to run for senator yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, but it's it's the empire that she's worried about because they're. They're scrutinizing people's bank accounts so they can figure out who's paying for what. You know, who's paying for all this money towards uh, the rebellion. That sounds familiar. Yeah, and we find out between conversations <laughs> here from between Mothma and Val that um, she was the one that was funding um, Luthen, and Val's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were doing all of that funding. That was all you." Uh, you know, they set up multiple accounts to take care of it all, but there's one account that's not correct because it's 400,000 credits short. Um, and her friend Tay Colney was supposed to be helping. Um, and he he's the one that warned her that uh, the Empire was going to be checking the accounts. Um, and uh, was trying to get, she's been trying to get it fixed and before they uh, do, which hasn't happened yet, and that's why she made the deal with the gangster, right? Is to, yeah. to maybe uh, settle that up so that, uh, and, and she's not very happy about that. I don't think. No, because um, I guess her his son's going to marry her daughter. 
and it's, it's she also says that um, because of the Aldani mission, everything that she, all of her bank accounts are frozen. Um, and like I said, the credits and whatever, and uh, Mothma tells Val that she has found a solution, and they are are joined by Lita, who comes out of that ritual thing, like you said, and she talks to her aunt, and they have their little, you know, uh, all women-y moments, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Oh, you look so beautiful. Oh, you are beautiful. No, oh. you're beautiful. Look at what you're wearing. Oh, look oh, at she, your nails. She is kind of hot with those pigtails. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. But she's... They run out. Okay. She's like 15 years old, though. I... Yeah, the elder didn't have no line. She just shut the like conference room door or something, and she is the last one out. Oh, okay. And, right. Yeah, then she we. Looked uh, pretty, she looked pretty weird, too. Yep. And then we uh, switch over, and uh, uh, mm -hmm. Daryl's mom, Edie, knocks on his door to his, uh, his room and says, Hey, you got a phone call. Phone call. And he talks to uh, one of his uh, sergeants that he used to be over on uh, Morlana. And uh, this guy is um, talking to him, and he's like in the middle of a, a, a yard where they're uh, doing all kinds of all kinds of work. He explains it's uh, some sort of. Uh, um, welding kind of thing going on. Really loud welding machine or whatever. Um, anyway, he's telling um, Cyril that Andor's mother died and that he's pretty sure that Andor's going to show up at the funeral. So, you know, everybody's pretty sure he's going to show up. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Andor, Andor hasn't even called yet. Right. He hasn't even called he hasn't yet. Called he, doesn't, he doesn't even know yet. Uh at least at this point, we're, he's about ready to know, though, because we're, we're almost. Yeah, I just think he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And everybody else thinks he's coming back, except for him. Mm -hmm. So uh, this kind of gives uh, some hope to Cyril that uh, that Andor is going to be there, and he's going to be able to capture him. Um, we see him. Uh, uh, you know, make some remarks about that, and then the transmission is terminated because, uh, you know, too much interference or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so we go back to uh, Niamos, where Andor, uh, we see him go in back into that hotel room where he's got that secret box on top of the shower thing, yeah. and he he gets he gets uh, that box and um, you know checks it to make sure everything's there and. and and walks out, and we see him walk past a sleeping alien guy that's that's sleeping there. He's, you know, in the middle of the day, I guess, sleeping, whatever. Um, but uh, oh, they have two uh, cans on that planet. Blue <laughs> yeah. two cans. He had some wave, wavy little uh, tentacle thing coming out by his mouth yeah. or whatever. That's funny. Uh, Wow! Oh, yeah. Yes. I thought he took more credits than that. Well, that—that's just a stash he had beforehand. Oh, okay. Um. So, so anyway, uh, we go, we we see him steal the case, and that's that's all we see. We switch to, um, Luthen arrives back on that planet that Saw Guerrero's on. Yeah. And uh, there's a guy they call Two Tubes because he's got two breathing tubes coming out of his face, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, search and they search him. they search him, and uh, uh, Luthen insists on bringing his weapon in. Uh, it, they call it a blaster here, but I don't think it was a blaster. But it looked more like a, a stick of some sort, didn't it? Almost looked like a lightsaber yeah. to me, but it was too yeah. big for a lightsaber. 
And uh, so he goes in and, and talks to Saw and finally um, tells Saw that, uh, or uh, Saw tells him that he's ready to join the raid on Spielhouse. Um, and and Luthen tells Saw that uh, the ISB knows of Krieger's plan. And he doesn't doesn't want him to join the the ring. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Guerrero asks him about the source, and he tells he tells Guerrero that he uh, he's not going to tell him the source, but uh, Krieger is unaware of the trap, and uh, real or Luthen hasn't told him yet. Um. And of course, uh, Saul Guerrero is shocked that uh, they're going to sacrifice Krieger. Um, and he asks if he's an ISB spy and asks if he has a spy in his own midst. And that's when he uh, kind of blames two, uh, two tubes uh, as his, calls him his spy, right? That's kind of funny. And uh, there's a little, you know, situation there. Uh, and Luthen finally explains to Saul that if he warns Krieger, uh, it will mean throwing away a source that they've spent years cultivating um, in the ISB. And if Saul says, uh, "Oh, so he'll he'll if he warns him, it'll ruin that. But if they keep him, it'll make the uh, ISB all." Uh, you know, they'll be all like, oh, we're so good. We know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, and they'll likely uh, kind of let things go once they capture Krieger. Um, so he's worth the sacrifice. And uh, eventually, after some thought, Saw agrees. Um, and tells him that he's going to limit his the supplies that he gives Krieger um, going forward because he knows he's going to get captured. Uh, and then they have some, you know, philosophical discussions about who uh, who's making the most sacrifices, right? Yeah. Is Saul doing the sacrifices or is um, Luthen? And Luthen's like, oh, I've made the ultimate sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Um, and then we go back to Coruscant and we see uh, Cyril uh, waiting for his mom to leave the apartment. Um, he's hiding somewhere um, so she can't see him. And then he goes back in and steals some stuff out of her safe. Um, and you see uh, when he closes the safe, did you see the, the light was flashing? Basically showing yeah. that someone got into it. Uh and then this is where we see uh, Luthen contact Keela over the radio, and they're talking in code about uh, negotiations and sales of objects and stuff and whatever. And yeah. you know, uh, basically, she he's telling her that uh, you know about the meeting with Saw, and you know that uh, they know what's going on, and blah blah blah. And this is where we see uh, Luthen uh, unexpectedly terminates the transmission of their talking um, because he's being approached by an Imperial uh, patrol ship. And they ask Luthen, the patrol ship asks Luthen uh, the, yeah, the ship like, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's, they call it a hull craft. They ask him for identification. And uh, Luthen tells the uh, the onboard droid that he needs an Alderanian transponder ID, uh, and and then once uh, the uh, droid finds it, he transmits the identity to uh, the crew, the you know the Imperial Patrol guys, and it's a uh, identified. The ID identifies the ship as a Cantowell class ancestor or cruiser. Uh, and the uh, captain of the uh, Imperial Patrol orders the tractor beam uh, 
to pull the whole craft in. He also orders the crew to prepare to board uh, and get a boarding party ready. And uh, this is when Luthen tells the uh, droid to turn on one specific engine on the ship. So, so it looks like, uh, you know, there's a, a problem with the engine. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he kind of delays it while he's trying to get the countermeasures to, to load up, right? They're trying to yeah. power them up. And he launches some countermeasures at, at the back of the ship. And what these look like little fragments and little tiny bombs that go back and blow up the, the uh, deflector shield or whatever you want to call that that's controlling the tractor beam. The tra is it a tractor beam? Yeah, it has to be a tractor beam. It's a satellite dish thing. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And uh, the captain is kind of shocked. He's like, what? How did that kind of ship do that? What's going on? So uh, they dispatched some TIE fighters to go uh, take care of him. And one of them is, uh, if you notice, the one that had the... Yeah, you, remember, you saw the one that had the two uh, round parts in it? That was supposed to be the boarding uh, party uh, ship. They call that a, a tie boarding craft. Um, oh. So they they send him after him, and he shoots a couple of them down with just regular, you know, laser cannons or whatever. And uh, you know, uh, I think one of them crashes or whatever. And then he uh, turns on these I don't know these weird. Uh, lightsaber like yeah. cannons off the side yeah those beams that come out the side yeah that's like lightsaber wow. tech or something like that and he uh, spins his ship to to hit those things and uh, it destroys the tie fighters I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's uh that's uh, lightsaber tech but uh yeah uh, so then he uh, then he's notified by the by the ship's droid that um, they're ready for hyperspace. So they uh, immediately jump to hyperspace. Yeah. Shoom. Shoom. And I, I, I like that he has his his cannon right on his. He can shoot with it right on his driving stick at the same time. Oh yeah, on the on the hand the handle, yeah. yeah. Triggers, just triggers. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I see what you're talking about. It comes off as oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool shit. Like yeah, yeah, shit. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of kind of weird. We've never seen anything like that that's before like, on like a Darth Maul. Almost lightsaber. Two but two on blades on each one side. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, so then um, we get to the last scene here, and this is the scene where Andor uh, contacts um, one of his friends back on uh, yeah. Ferrix. Um, looks like he's in control. Of, he's the guy I think that let him have the, the yeah, ships so he could get off get off the planet or whatever. Uh, what a thirty thousand credits or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he tells. Uh, he, he contacts me, tells um, him to tell Marva that he's okay, that he's doing well and, you know, for her not to worry about it. And that's when uh, this guy's name is Zanwan tells Andor that, that she died. Um, and Andor kind of just stands there in silence and doesn't say anything, you know, and you know, he's shocked, I guess, you know, or yeah. sad or whatever. And uh, then he comes up and talks to uh, this Mealish guy that he's with. And he says, um, everything's okay. And uh, Mealish is talking about how, you know, he's, he's pumped because they're both, they both basically escaped. And um, he's wondering how many people are, besides those two, made it out. Um, and says that they need to split up to improve their chances of survival. Because two of them together will be, make it easier for him to, you know, be spotted and stuff. And Andor gives him uh, one of the guns that he had in, in his, uh, whatever that uh, locker thing his that he dad. stole. Yeah. 
and uh you know they uh shake hands and and part ways right and that's pretty much it we see andor looking out over the over the ocean crying going to um and that's 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 one of the credits roll so let's uh take a breath here run this we are proud to welcome latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina, where every first week of the month standard galactic calendar we celebrate with ancients called Cinco de Mayo. Come join us at Juan's for the food, mariachi music, and 34 flavors of margaritas. Yeah, margaritas. Right next to the hangar on day two of the week is Taco Tuesday. All tacos are half a credit each, but enjoy margaritas. Juan's Cantina also serves the Galactic Flamous Dos Camarones Azul Cerveza. from Kessel. Thank you again for our latest sponsor, Juan's Cantina. Yeah, get some beer and margaritas. Scott wants whiskey, though. Mm-hmm. Or Mexican wit. Moonshine? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got some moonshine. No, 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 no gin. Clear, I need no to gin. clear, though. Okay, so uh, this is what we're going to talk about. All right, so yes, we have a email address, feedback at kylejohansson.us. That's feedback at kylejohansson.us. Please send us any feedback you have on this episode. You know, if you think that Scott's burps were in the exactly right place of the whole show. Hey, um, yeah, I add color to this thing. That's right. And, uh, you know, tell us, uh, you know, if you agree with some of our opinions or if you don't agree or if you have other opinions, any of that stuff. While we're talking about feedback, I'm going to kind of talk a minute about um, how our show is doing. So right now on Spotify, we have um, what they call listeners, 11 listeners that are uh, repeat listeners, meaning they come back every week and listen. We have 11 who are doing that. Um, We're number one in our market. (laughs) We still have a problem with the uh, the Indian uh, website. It hasn't updated for probably uh, three weeks now. I've e- I've emailed those guys a couple times and I still haven't heard anything. So, um, but uh, <laughs> let's see where else on uh, YouTube. Uh, there's been quite a few views of our stuff. I, I wouldn't say a lot, but you know we're averaging about five views per video um this last one one way out we have over 27 different views of the episode so uh you know things are ticking up in a way um i also know Mm -hmm. that you know if if i go and watch the video once and go back again it counts as another view so you know if i go and watch five minutes and then go back and watch five more minutes that's two views that get counted so um, you know, could be some of that. So, so uh, does it count? Can I leave it up in my cube and but pause it, go and do something, come back, and I start no. It again? No, oh, okay. it counts. It counts every time you visit it. So, if you refresh mm-hmm. or something or whatever, that's when it counts. But yes, it, it counts uh, every time you go back as a new uh, new one, except for when you're pausing it, like you said. Um, we, uh, still don't have any comments here. We did have, uh, someone actually send us a comment, but it wasn't really a real one. Um, it was more of an advertisement. (laughs) Someone was trying to, trying to sell us, sell us something to, uh, get more people. Um, but you know, otherwise we don't, we haven't got any comments on there. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, please use those sites. Uh, you know, YouTube, we have on the left-hand side, we have a link on our website for 
um, comments, um, feedback, um, questions of the week. And then, like I said, on YouTube, you can do comments too. So please fill those out. Um, speaking of question of the week, um, I put, is Cassian coming back to Ferex for the funeral and possibly to pick up uh, B2MEO? Uh, so what do you think about that, Scott? you think he's coming back or you think he's smart enough to stay away? Okay. Huh? I dropped my earbud. Oh, no. I said, uh, do you think uh, Cassian's going to come back for the funeral? Um, or is he smart enough to stay away? Um, he's pretty clever. He might dress up. <laughs> it's true. Might try to do a total recall thing. So here's the choices I made on the, the poll that I created for this. So I said, um, yes, he has to return for Marvel's funeral. Um, second choice is yes, he has to take care of E or B2MEO. Um, third one is no, he's smart enough to stay away. And the fourth choice is no, he got captured by Cyril. <laughs> so uh, those are your choices. Uh, you can what go about, ahead and. What about, what about um, is what's her name? That's Cyril, you know, at whatever that place is. Is she gonna mix the? Yeah. Nah, no. The uh, Marva. Or Miro, ISB, the police the, type female, that, the ISB lady. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Miro. Miro, uh, is she gonna recruit uh, the skinny guy to give him a commission and go back? I don't know. Maybe if he captures, if he captures uh, Andor on his own, she might. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, that. I that's kind of what I think. I think uh, I think he basically feels he has no choice. He has to go back. He yeah. may uh, disguise himself somehow, or he may uh, you know watch from a distance or something, and and you know not get captured or whatever. Um. So so yeah, that's the question of the week. Uh, let me play this just to end that. All right, so I also wanted to tell uh, you and everyone that after the next episode, episode 12, that's the end of the show for the season, and it won't be coming back until middle of next year, um, and we have a break. So from the end of this episode 12 until January 4th, there will no, not be any Star Wars stuff. No. Um, January 4th is supposed to be the uh, day of uh, the Bad Batch starting. Season 2 Bad Batch. And then uh, in February, which I think at the it's going to be at the end of February, is when uh, The Mandalorian Season 3 starts. Oh, Bad Batch. Bad Batch, yeah. So Bad Batch, so I don't, I don't know. We can, Scott and I, we can discuss later what if we're going to do any podcasting over the holidays or not, but um, I know the holidays are busy for everybody, so um, we may not get very much podcasting done, but maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch Rogue One again or something. I don't know. We might be able, we might be able to squeeze in a holiday one together, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll have to figure something out to talk about, but yeah. We can do that. I've actually think I've figured out how to uh, make us both have two microphones at the same time. So you that'll be helpful. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think so. So, um, and and both of them get into Zoom or get recorded into Zoom. So anyway, there's that. Anything else you wanna you got opinions about Scott? You gotta wanna talk about? No. Or should, or should we get out of here? We're fine. 
I thought <laughs> I it was a pretty. Good, I mean, it's a pretty good episode, though, right? Is this, that, is this supposed to? I'm, you know, thinking it is, but is this supposed to set up uh, for Rogue One? Or is Rogue One like fifteen years down the road? Yeah, it's like five or six years down the road. Um, but it, it's supposedly season two. See, this season one is, I think it was supposed to be like a year's time frame, possibly. And season two is like six years time frame. Oh, okay. So it's supposed to, uh, you know, get us through some of the things that happened before Rogue One, you know, to get him into Rogue One. Okay. Because uh, we, we're to believe in Rogue One that he's been, you know, Doing yeah, the spy thing forever, you know, going in and out of these places and stealing stuff and getting secrets and stuff for a while. Uh, yeah, that's what we're led to believe. And from what we see uh, here, you know, it's only been a short while that he's been doing it, right? Mm -hmm. He's been doing it kind of for himself, not really, uh, yeah, directly for the rebellion, right? Right. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll get to see that and. I think uh, I think what's going to really happen um, is he is going to go back for the funeral, and I think uh, Luthen's going to find him before mm -hmm. anybody else does. You know, they're going to watch. You know, from a distance, they're going to watch the funeral, and he's going to have you know his sad moment. But Luthen's going to take him off, and uh, you know, he's going to meet Saul Guerrero or somebody. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Actually, he probably doesn't meet Saul because in Rogue One, he didn't know who Saul, he didn't know who Saul Guerrero was. Yeah. So, uh, who knows what he does? Um, Is Luthen a Sith? I don't think so. I think Luthen's. Uh, I think Luthen's a uh, one of the founders of the rebellion. Okay. I I personally think. Um. So in, in like uh, Star Wars, we get a scene. Um, it's it's one of the pictures I post on on Twitter all the time. But we get a scene where they're in the um, briefing room and they're watching that video of that uh, weird uh, thing where they're going to go down the Death Star path and, and blow it up mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's all stick line figures and whatever. Mm -hmm. There's a guy there off to the right that's an old guy with a beard and stuff and he's got the robes on it looks like the robes that we saw Luthen when he was standing on that catwalk where there's no railings up real mm -hmm. high it looks just like him he it's it, he almost looks like a charles charleston heston looking guy oh, in man. star wars um and right there with him is is moth mothma um and then there's a couple other people up there too but i think he's actually one of those guys Okay. I don't know that I don't know that for sure because they never say it. They never say it anywhere in in Star Wars. We also see like I think it's Empire Strikes Back. They're in a uh, they're on a ship and they uh have that round uh uh circular briefing room or whatever. Mm -hmm. Remember? And that's when yeah, they announced yeah. that uh um Solo's a captain or a general of the Yeah, of the, General Solo. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he 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 makes a speech in, in Empire Strikes Back too, um, and he hands it off to a technician who has the 3D graphic of the Death Star floating above the mm -hmm. table or whatever. But he gives a, a tiny speech right then too, and I I, I swear I think it's Luthen that that guy's Luthen. Mm, um, but I, I could said. be I I could be wrong. Um, you know, I still have to watch it. I could be wrong. Right. Yep, that's a music song too, Scott. I could be wrong, or you could be right. <laughs> All right. So remember, uh, January fourth, the Bad Batch, and late February is when the Mandalorian comes back. Look like you froze. Fly. Fly. 
You there? All right. Uh, so, yeah, so let's go ahead and end this, Scott. What do you say? All right. Boop. Thank you for listening to the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room Podcast. Please visit our website where you can play current and past episodes. That's HTTPS colon backslash backslash R-A-B-R KyleJohansson.us That's R-A-B-R dot K-A-I-L-E-J-O-H-A-N-S-E-N dot U-S On the left-hand side is a navigation menu. You can use this to learn how to load the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room podcast on your Android or Apple phone and tablet. And we have direct links to our podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts. Please participate by connecting to our social media, answering questions of the week, or submitting feedback directly from the site. Again, all of these are available at the Rebel Alliance Briefing Room website at r-a-b-r-k-a-i-l-e-j-o-h-a-n-s-e-n-dot-u-s. This podcast in no way is approved, sponsored, or owned by Lucasfilms LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. All opinions are solely owned by Kyle and or Scott, and in no way express the views or opinions of their past or present employers. Views and opinions are not supported or restricted by Lucasfilms, LTD, Disney, Disney Plus, or any of its subsidiaries. Any rebroadcast, reproduction, or any or other use of this podcast and its affiliate sites without consent of Super Duper Podcast Network and its host is prohibited. I am Kyle Johnson, and this is Andrew Scott. Say goodbye now. Goodbye. Bye now. Goodbye. Have a good week. Bye. Don't forget to watch the last episode of Andor, season one.